not going to fight anymore. I'm also just a girl. I hate to float. Standing in front of a boy. Such a great audience. Come on, y'all talkers up in here. It's time to keep it down right now. Avengers! I am not the one Welcome back to Incinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Josh, here with... Mella, Lacey, and Rashawn. What's up, y'all? Hey! Lacey, I know you've been dying to ask Rashawn something, so go ahead. Did you finish The Undoing? I did. I finished it last night. Oh my god, me too. Mm. Yeah. What did what, you think? What, it's a thing. <laughs> I watched the last 10 minutes with Lacey. Me too. Sad, it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, me. Spoiler alert right here. Big spoiler alert. Yeah, Huge. if you have the ability, fast forward in your podcast, let's say. Or not yeah. that big if you watch the first episode. Okay. Oh. Okay. Thank you. I feel like I really would have enjoyed that ending a lot more. If I hadn't for the 24 hours beforehand seen jaw-dropping, undoing finale, you'll never see it coming. Who could it possibly be? Who else? Of course it was him. I enjoyed myself. I could have done without all the shots of the hammer. 100%. You don't like the red light? Is that what you're talking about? I just don't need to see violence against women like that Mm. over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. It was a little much. Pause. But the mystery? What mystery? But exactly, exactly. Did you well, watch the under- little like post credit thing mm-hmm, with the interviews? Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was so funny because they were all talking about like, I mean, you're rooting for him this whole time. You're just, and I was like, I was Wrong. never on this guy's team. Not from no. minute one. No. Any other outcome would have been much more satisfying. Yeah. It's six episodes check it out it was a good time like i i enjoyed the story but there was nothing like you know 12 episodes of my time they got right Right. but it was not this like revolutionary hbo show they they're still putting the nikki nikki kids in bad wigs when we gonna stop y'all so bad when are we gonna stop what's what's worse nicole kidman's wigs or her fictional husband choices (laughs) <laughs> the wigs she can't the help wigs. who she loves okay. right did you read that book Rishon? big little lies yeah i did uh okay i let's just talk about i it read later. the okay <laughs> no I was what kidding. read what you read the what y'all know i did didn't you read finish, shit. okay uh, forget it did you finish the gillian flynn book i gave you um yeah I'm <laughs> <laughs> this is not a book podcast shut me up <laughs> Mel, what are you watching? I'm so like, the book you I, gave her is on my bookshelves. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, like it just was gone from the coffee table. He's like, girl, I put that book back two months ago. You barely <laughs> asked me. I watched with Rashawn Run with Sarah Paulson. Oh wait, Sarah Paulson. Not the HBO show. The Not movie. the oh, okay. Right, yes. Um, it's a movie on Hulu. I say watch it. Don't go in there with high expectations. It's just fun. It's nothing you haven't ever seen before. But I think everyone in it is really good. Mm-hmm. That's that's really. I'm not gonna sit here and say it was like terrible because I had a good time. So, <laughs> Killing Eve season three is very good. It's not quite as good as season one, but it's better than season two so far. Yeah, I think I agree. It's just they are no longer playing it safe. It's mm-hmm. very much. It's tense the whole time. It's back to the anyone could die at any moment sort of energy that season one had, which is where it needs to be. Can we get to some holiday talk? Because I watched a movie this week that yes. oh, I, I really like. about what I'm going to talk about. Go. What? Oh, now I'm scared! Go. <laughs> Have you seen Happiest Season yet? Oh, we did. Okay. I want to hear all your thoughts. Do you? Yeah. We oh. need another episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, think we do, though. I'll scrunch it all up in one little thing. I'm very happy that a movie like this exists. I did not like this movie. Mm. And I don't think it's a Christmas movie. 
I think it's setting. <laughs> I think it's setting Christmas time, but it didn't need. It's not. We can a have Christmas an entire movie. episode, and we probably will discussing what it constitutes something being a Christmas movie. Yeah. Oh, that's that's. Uh, I know. I scrunched it up, and just, I. I we got to We got to unpack this <laughs> later, you and me, What are I your? Say, I, you've really thrown me with it's not a Christmas movie because it's just like Christmas threw up. How is it not a Christmas movie? It's just not. Yes, it is. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean you can't change the theme of it. No, I I think if you remove, if it's literally just about someone bringing a friend home for a weekend, it like nothing about that needed to be Christmas. I agree. That's I all. That's all I'm saying. That. I'm not saying it's like it's never. It doesn't even feel like. I'm just saying it doesn't. It wasn't a Christmas. So you're. Reason. You know what? No, we can't talk about this. We'll save this for a different episode. <laughs> By the way, happy December, everybody. You're gonna <laughs> get ready for the next few episodes. They're gonna be holiday themed. Jingle bells, jingle yay, jingle for you. You had it. I messed it up. I got nervous. I had it. Myself. I heard jingle egg. <laughs> Just a jingle, jingle for bells, you. jingle yay, jingle good for you. You had it. Please cut this out. Jingle Don't, for no, uh, jingle please. For them, no. Jingle for them, jingle for you, <laughs> jingle for us. You got to talk about books, so real quick, I'm going to do a video game shout out. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I don't care. Hades is one of the best games I've ever played. That's it. That's the tweet. It came out like a year ago, but it's finally surged in popularity. It's on the Switch PC. I don't know if it's on PlayStation, but it's only 20 bucks. And I haven't stopped playing it since I got it. Right, Lacey? Right. It's so good. <laughs> anyway. Right. Has, hasn't seen Josh in a week. No. <laughs> She's not seeing Josh right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's only, I got it on the Switch. I'm playing it under the table right this now. This is the only reason I've seen Josh the last week because he's been out in the living room playing the game. And it's on a Zoom call from the other room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. What are we fighting about today? Josh. Josh. <laughs> yeah i don't have to get you a christmas present because this week i watched scrooged <laughs> what does that christmas mean Eve, it's, it's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer we 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 smile a little easier we 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 we, we share a little more for a couple of hours out of the whole year we are the people that we always hoped we would be it's a miracle. It's really a sort of a miracle because it happens every Christmas Eve. And if you waste that miracle, you're going to burn for it. I know what I'm talking about. You have to do something. Do I have to have summarize to it? Chance. Scrooge is a 1988 comedy starring Bill Murray, Carol Kane, a bunch of other people, but mainly Bill Murray. It's just a modern, what was modern at the time, retelling of A Christmas Carol starring Bill Murray as Frank Cross, the allegory for Ebenezer Scrooge. He's a high-ranking TV executive, and on Christmas Eve, gets visited by three ghosts. If you don't know the story of A Christmas Carol, I can't help you. At this point, <laughs> turn, I can't. turn off the episode. <laughs> I, yeah, there's nothing else I can talk to you about. So this may come as news to some people, but I love Bill Murray. You do? What? I do. Wow. I'm a big fan. Hmm. I have the the Tao of Bill Murray, the book based off of him. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you, Lacey. It's <laughs> actually, it's an incredible book. Sidebar. This author goes around the country and I think around the world reaching out to people who have like posted stories online like Bill Murray crashed my bachelor party and he showed up, bought everybody three rounds of drinks, gave me the best piece of advice I've ever heard and disappeared. He tracks a bunch of those people down and gets their story what was it like? What's he like in person? Just this whole sort of how to live life like Bill Murray. This was Bill Murray's first starring venture. This was his first big film he starred in. He had been in like Ghostbusters and I think Caddyshack came before this. He was always featured before this, but this is his first big venture. So much so that he it caused a lot of problems on set. He had anxiety a lot. Like he would have like mini breakdowns because he didn't think he could carry a movie. And it wasn't until they finally filmed the final monologue and, and he did it to what he and the director thought was exceptionally well and that he kind of finally got comfortable and came out of his skin and did it. 
But Rashawn, <laughs> why is it a gift that you're showing me this? That you watch this for me? Because you're my friend and I love you. Ooh. And and I watched you know a movie. Has everyone you. seen Scrooged before? I, I have, have not seen Scrooge. Before. Yes, this you have, my... Rashawn. I have. Yeah. No, this is your first time seeing Scrooge. My first time. My very first. And possibly last. Mella, say the line. Did it miss you? <laughs> it, it it missed a lot. <laughs> me being, I will say me being one of them. Watching this and like. Because this is something that would be on a lot in the Vetter household, just kind of on. Watching this now and purposely looking at it critically, I can see how a lot of parts of it probably don't age too well. But it, as we, I'm sure, will discuss throughout this entire month, holiday movies probably get a little more leeway in terms of aging or not aging well than any other genre of movie. Mm-hmm. For once, it's less about the journey and more about the destination. It's about feeling good at the end of the movie, which I think this movie does phenomenally well. Everyone's being so fucking quiet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Josh. Someone just, just I'm a, get it going. I'm going to preface this with... Um, I, don't, pre- don't preface nah, it. Fuck it. I'm a grown ass man. Yes. Okay. You love Bill Murray is what you said? Yeah. And in last this week, movie specifically? No, period. Okay. Last week, no, before I'm gonna cut you off now. <laughs> last week, during the Never Been Kiss, you said during Six Degrees, you don't know any Bill Murray movies. So I don't want to hear you talking to me about how Bill Murray is based off of one performance. No, no, no. His first performance. No, hold on. Movie. One sec. His first starring. Starring performance. One sec. Mm-hmm. I have seen Bill Murray in movies. This is not my Zombieland first... doesn't count. I've never seen Zombieland, so no, it doesn't what? count. What, Miss Emma Stone? You haven't seen Zombieland? You wanted to a Cut quick the mic. little... Cut the recording. Cut I have the mic. seen Zombieland at y'all's house twice around with no sound. That's the only experience <laughs> with Zombieland I had. You fucking love Emma Stone. I know. And I feel like I would really like that movie, but I just, I've never gotten to it. Um, make it make sense. I've seen stuff that he's in, but I, Bill Murray is not someone my mind just, he doesn't live in my mind rent free like he does for you. Oh yeah. He's got his own little little, section. And I've seen him in What About Bob? And he's the lead in that. Yeah. That came in like 91, I think. Mm -hmm. That was like two or three years later. His, the, the co, yeah. He's a co-lead. Co-lead. Like you say, what about Bob? And you're like, oh, Bill Murray. Like you, that's who you would know in that movie. But in this... Have you I've, seen Groundhog Day? No, missed it. That's... If you're going to watch one Bill Murray starring venture, watch Groundhog Day. You know what? Focus, Josh. Okay, I'm a... Yes. What are we- <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say I don't like Bill Murray. I've seen him... Say it. But Fucking in say this it, movie... Rashawn. Say it. He is horrible. How am I getting <gasps> yelled at as horrible. she is saying this? As an <laughs> actor or horrible as, as an his character? actor. This is one of his worst acting performances. Yeah, I'm it not is argue so that. bad. It literally looks like when I was watching it, he's. It looks like somebody just grabbed him off the street and was like, "This guy's kind of funny. Let's throw him in a movie. We're just gonna read him the lines from the other side, and just let him do what he wants to do." And I don't get what's it. horrible about it though, because. You may be getting Bill Murray and Frank Cross confused because no, if he's <laughs> no, I'm not. what what makes it bad though? Because are you forgetting about <laughs> be specific? Critique it okay, if you're gonna okay. bring that up. There, critique it. His facial expressions. There, it just looks. I, I I know this movie is not supposed to be realistic at all. Obviously, but now here's the question. Uh-huh. Go ahead. This guy, you have to stop cutting her off. You keep, you're like, talk, say something. And then as soon as she starts, you cut her off. Let her well, talk. Well, yeah, because I'm defensive. <laughs> I feel like he can't, he doesn't carry this character well. This guy to me is somebody who is either one, charismatic or two, charming. I don't think he's any of those. He He's supposed to be this type of like executive who doesn't give a shit about his employees or his ex-girlfriend or the sea urchins like he doesn't care about anybody and it 
doesn't really come across that way. I just, the tone of what? it and the tone of his character, no. What? He, yes. <laughs> for the one, the I don't lines Frank... are there. The lines are there. Yes, I'm I don't hearing think Frank, the lines. Frank Cross is, is not charismatic at all, and I don't think he's supposed to be. And I think, I think maybe Bill Murray, I'll give you that Bill Murray kind of can't help sometimes, but try and be charming, like as a person. So right. that seeps through a little bit and that kind of is conflicting. But I, Frank Cross to me seems like an irredeemable asshole at the beginning. I believe that he doesn't give a shit about anybody. He doesn't give a shit about the little kids, about Claire. He doesn't definitely doesn't give a shit about um, Elliot, Bobcat Goldthwait's character. Doesn't give a fuck. I, and I, I think that's true. I, I'm not even because the lines tell me that and because I've seen a Christmas Carol, but I don't think Bill Murray is showing me that whatsoever. What he's showing me is weird facial expressions and a lot of yelling. It's very apparent that this is his first starring role in a feature film. And I think that comes through a lot in his in-between moments where he doesn't have the freedom to improvise and play around with the script and with the scene. Those quiet moments for me were the moments that didn't work. What about when he went and saw his mom? Niagara Falls. The tears were a little forced for me. <laughs> the tears <laughs> were eye drops. The tears were a little forced. But there was no goofy <laughs> facial expressions there. That was just him. Yeah. But well, my question is, is it enough to say... Well, this is his first movie, so like I get, I do hear what you're saying, Lacey, in that it's his first starring role. But I mean, he was doing movies for ten years. I'm not writing it off. I, I think he's just bad in this. I oh wow. I, I think I, I know. I'm not putting that on you. I'm say I'm saying. I think it's a. I, I think, think it's a visual conflict of Frank Cross supposed to be the down to his core Ebenezer Scrooge versus Bill Murray's almost uncontrollable urge to be charismatic. Whether or not his charm works on people, it's kind of undeniable that that's sort of Bill Murray's whole thing is he's trying to be charming and charismatic all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that the juxtaposition of the two of Frank Cross being a modern day Scrooge versus Bill Murray not being able to let go of being Bill Murray definitely comes across off frank cross frank cross yeah <laughs> oh comes across <laughs> Ooh. speaking of improv that's a little behind the scenes is so much of this movie was improvised that one of the original screenwriters disavowed it for like a few years and did not want his name attached to it most people behind the scenes were not a fan. Actually, Karen Allen, the woman who played Claire, mm -hmm. it was a very seasoned stage actress, and she was did not jive well at first with Bill Murray's acting style. I think that's the other thing, too, I will give you guys, is that because he's improvising so much, he can't help but be Bill Murray. If he was sticking to the script, and I think it all, I think it all, I'm not, I will agree with you that this is probably one of his, worst acting performances but i think it's kind of it's kind of a it's a huge cycle in that he's he's improvising probably because he's nervous because this is his first starring role and he's improvising and he hasn't had to do this and he's he's been doing shit like caddyshack where they encourage improvising mm -hmm. and he's been on snl and because he's improvising because he doesn't have the experience of improvising in character he's improvising as bill so it kind oh, of wait, all... wait, wait, wait. We're yeah. giving leeway to someone who was on SNL. That yeah, he can't improvise in character. Yeah, that early sounds SN... like BS to me. Have you seen early SNL? Yes, but I mean, they don't improvise in character. <laughs> that's fine, but I, I mean, writing it off as like he is a heavy improviser, and so he was given a character. He didn't want to sit inside of that character. Yeah. So he not saying that's right. Improvised out of it. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think happened? Genius. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I? <laughs> I think I think it, I think he's bad in a bad movie. 
in a bad movie. You think the whole movie is bad. I do. Why? In the beginning, he says he sits on someone's lap and he says, you know, I'm the king of television because I know people. And then he spends the next hour and a half proving that that how much of a lie that is. Yeah, because he's a liar. (laughs) But he doesn't know people by the end of it. What? I think that's why I wish not to jump all the way forward. I wish all the ghosts were people from his life. Because it doesn't that happen in a Christmas Carol? It's like no. The first ghost is yeah. is somebody that he, that he knows. Yeah, yeah. The others are spirits. I love the idea of setting it because I'm not a huge a Christmas Carol fan. I'm sorry, but I love the idea of setting it in a network television setting because I think it's just really like a really cool idea. But it all seems like window dressing because none of the visits from the ghost and none of that has anything to do with his job at the station. Like he's pulled away from that for the next hour. And then the only cutbacks we see are the fact that they're staging a live production of a Christmas Carol. And so we get that parallel of you see them doing it on stage and we're doing it here in the movie, but there's no like meeting in the middle. And then there's no kind of, relationship between what they're doing at the station and what he's doing with the ghost besides the fact that they're the same thing i think that's the point though well i also think that it's what's what's the point though tv is his life everything that's outside save for his brother which is why his him and his brother's relationship is so special flashing back to when he was a kid all he did was watch tv that's the the ghost of christmas past called him out for it he didn't do his childhood memories are moments he saw on tv super he superimposed himself into those moments and every every person his his assistant grace alfred Woodard, he visits her family because that's that's the closest thing he has everything in the present that takes him away from the studio. His life is TV and his life is this job. He doesn't have anything else until Claire comes back into his life. And that's the whole thing. But even then Claire left his life because he decided that this job and this station is going to be his life. And that's, I think the whole point is they're trying to pull him away from this job and show him, look, this is what you have. You need to let go of this job. You need to let, the sentient bump of cocaine run the show for a while and live your life with Claire and your brother and actually look at Grace, your assistant, as a human and not just an extension of your job. I think that's the point, is the ghosts are trying to pull him away from this show. So then at the end, because he might lose his job the next morning, Mm -hmm. I don't don't quite understand. Because does he... His monologue to the camera is great. That's a well-acted moment. But I don't understand like what the bow on the end of the movie is. He has this moment on the station. The head of the network is watching. And the does, world is does, watching. The world is watching. Does he keep his job and like just... I don't think it matters. You, why? Take, why are you <laughs> acting like Frank now? The whole thing is it doesn't matter. <laughs> What matters well, if is... if it doesn't matter, why did I just sit here and watch he No, that's girl. what I'm saying. That's the journey is it doesn't... It's this a job, human story. It's, it's a, a human story. That but it's about but caring... he never for, feels like a human being. He never feels like a human not being. Not even in that final monologue? No. Because that's, that's a completely different... You were thinking about the job during the final monologue. How are you going to talk about it now? What are you talking about? You're, you're thinking about, well, is he going to keep his job? That doesn't matter. I, I didn't say I was thinking about that. I'm asking well, you're you asking what the ending it. of the movie meant. It, it's it, not it, the same. I'm saying... What's the end, what does the end of A Christmas Carol mean? I don't know. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't like A Christmas Carol. Never seen it. What does the end of It's a Wonderful Life mean? Christmas. <laughs> okay, that's the end. That's the end. I'm that's saying, the end I'm saying there, that, that ending moment gets by on a lot of holiday sentimentality that's the fucking point no that's, that's the not point, it's a holiday movie are you high what is going on the what else would it what else would it be for of a christmas carol and of scrooge is to see the journey of a person who doesn't value anything outside of themselves and finances and money and realizing that people relationships and family 
matter more. That's why he doesn't care if he loses his job. He's I don't care. The I only have, here's what here's what I see. I I know a Christmas Carol, guys. <laughs> Dial it back. Do you? I'm saying. At the end, he only starts to care because he sees his own coffin. Like yeah. that, he sees Grace's family, he sees his brother's family, and he's still like a dick all the way he's up until his person. own funeral. So yeah. what, what do I get at the end other than like... I have to retort because it's not just seeing himself dying in a coffin with his brother being the only attendant there. He also sees Grace and her son in a mental institution and he Which, sees what the hell oh yes totally exaggerated but then not exaggerated like from what because <laughs> he because he, he watched speak. his dad what? Oh, oh, that that part don't talk no. to he me watched... about that don't talk to me about that little throwaway line he saw his carol dad kane said his dad got murdered and show then me that's the, it? Uh, the one black family in this film and they're a victim of violence i don't want to no that's what? garbage. Yeah, it's garbage. Why are you so scared? <laughs> I'm not scared. I'm just saying, like, that is... It sucks, but I, that's also... I cut Lacey off. Actually, go ahead. I'm so sorry. No. Continue. No, go, go, go. No, continue. She forgot no. where she was at. I was not... I did not. Then I go. am on your fucking side. Shut then up. Go. I'm trying to rile you. I'm Good trying to rouse you on Lord. to battle. This is gonna be the breaking point. God. That's why he was in a mental institution. Oh, I'm sorry. You said it's not. It's not snapped. that he just saw his funeral. He also saw Grace. Continue. He saw the impact that his lack of care and empathy had on Grace and had on Claire. Claire became this heartless money hungry judgmental person and that's not who she was but she became that way because of his influence he, he saw him yeah go ahead i'm agreeing with you he I'm saw on your side and you keep <laughs> you paused i thought you were done he saw a man he saw a man he wouldn't give a dollar to dead in a sewer he saw not only the act how his actions caused him have an early because his brother was still fairly young an early and lonely death but he saw how it affected everyone else around him i feel like it just came too late like it the way that it came in the movie is like we didn't see that until he saw himself in a coffin so it's like if he would have by i think like the present would have started kind of realizing like, oh my God, we're on this, the third ghost now. And like, this shit's really happening. Like he's already expecting the ghost. And we would have saw little sprinkles of not exactly him changing completely, but him just being like, damn, maybe I should this, instead of giving him a whole dollar, I'm gonna give him 25 cents. Like just little sprinkles of him changing. That way, by the time we get to him seeing him in a coffin, we would have been like, oh, okay, I get it now. But it wasn't until, again, he saw himself dying that it felt like selfish again. Like, this is about me. I see myself burning that I'm going to change my ways. I feel like that's where I had the issue with it. I didn't know we were rewriting a Christmas carol on this episode. <laughs> well, I mean, you did make a point in another episode. You said if we're going to... Do remake something, remake change it up. something, change it up, and it's like, uh, you... yeah, this isn't a remake. This is a retelling. Rashawn, retelling during the Never Been Kissed episode, you made a point to say, I don't see why a character needs to learn a lesson at the end of a movie. That's so not why. I, that's not what I said. I said I don't see why anyone else other than the main character needs to learn a lesson. I we said, listened to that two hours ago. You said nobody else besides Josie. And I said, I don't know why anyone else besides Josie needs to change or learn anything. Because everything is in service of Josie. That's what I said. I'm just like I'm having a lot of big feelings right now because I was really excited that we were starting Christmas <laughs> movies and now I have no desire to continue on with this theme this Sh month. Shouldn't have let me pick the first holiday movie. <laughs> you sons of bitches. This is why he volunteered. But if we're gonna if you're going to learn a lesson, make it so it doesn't feel empty. That's what it, I think that's you, what it, you it feels are actively forgetting that he saw 
uh, Grace's kid, and he saw he literally touched the dead body of a man he could have saved. It just feels empty to me, Josh. That's all. That's all I'm saying. It feels. It feels. Hollow. I don't know how to it, fix that for you. Then it feels Scrooge. hollow. <laughs> I don't know how to fix that for you. It feels very hollow. Let's know. go to some fun facts. <laughs> you know who loved the improvising that Bill Murray did on the set? You. Aside from me, <laughs> Carol Kane. Yes, she did. Uh, apparently, they had a blast. They improvised left and right together. Bill Murray insisted that all those hits and that like physical comedy be real, so she actually beat the shit out of him. And that time when she pulls his lip down, she pulled so hard, uh, it tore, and they had to halt production for a few days. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my Should've God. Did a little work on the script in that break. Oh. Rashawn feels... Spicy. Bill what Murray's you... brother mm-hmm. is played by Bill Murray's brother. Mm, all, that's cute. all three of Bill Murray's brothers appear in this movie. Who? His brother, the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, his younger brother has a cameo as like a party guest. And his dad in the flashback. Whoa. Brian Doyle Murray, the prolific voice actor, the guy who's the voice of Davy Jones and SpongeBob. That's Captain cool. Knuckles and the Misadventures of Flapjack for all you Flapjack fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> One time. Can uh, I be petty for a moment? Why? A moment? When did you stop? <laughs> That's <laughs> not fair, you guys. <laughs> you haven't been a villain of this podcast for too long. Whatever, I'm back. Wait, let's go, do it. go off. Go, there be is, petty. There is a shot when there is a shot Frank when Frank. Cross has a dinner with the head of the network. He is anticipating the appearance of a ghost. This is lunch, by the way, just to show how much you paid attention. They're at lunch. Oh, shall we roll the tape again to Never Been Kissed? About who's paying attention to movies and not? Just because I forgot stupid lines about... Okay, so I forgot dinner and lunch. You got pneumonia. Whatever. All right. Oh, plot points. Okay. So there's a shot at lunch where we zoom in on Bill Murray's eyes, and then we zoom to a clock, and then we zoom into a mouth, and then we zoom into a clock, and then we zoom into another mouth. I knew he was going to bring this up. What's it about, Josh? What's it about? It's about Bill Murray having a mental breakdown. It's about Frank losing his shit. So a, a bold directing choice is okay in this movie and not in Soul Food? I never said it was okay. When did I say that? Is it okay? It's weird. It's always weird. Oh my gosh, you are <laughs> fine. <laughs> what? Whatever. Petty moment over. <laughs> because I'm consistent? Consistent? It's... Why weren't you like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Because I'm hosting this episode. I'll let you guys play oh, the complaints. Fuck off. I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm going to hold my phone right here for the rest of the <laughs> Zoom call. I also, Rashawn, <laughs> I right have to say that what? it was contextually you understood what was happening in the Scrooge yeah. scene. Contextually, during Soul Food, when we had a minute and a half, it's a, of it's a hard cut to his mouth, and that's the other thing too. That is the not mouth, a hard cut. First of the all, mouth, that was not the, a hard cut. It the is mouth the exact, and Scrooge it is the lasts. exact same impact in the scene. It's the exact same thing. Yes, but it, it lasts way up, it is less. A build up to an explosion in both movies. So both. But the Soul Food's mouth lasts. shot lasts much longer. <laughs> but you love Scrooge and you don't love Soul Food. That's the bottom line. Both. Yeah, y'all, I hate both of y'all. Whatever. I have. So, I just want to. While we're my love fired for up. one and and not. I like soul food. I don't love it, but no. my love for one is not intingent on mouth shots. There was a. Okay. That's what I. Why, why is this the make or break moment in either movie? I, I don't said like, I wanted. To, I just said I was being petty, and I'm done. Petty moment over. It was a little more jarring in Soul Food. I'll admit. Maybe, maybe it was less jarring in Scrooge because I, I, my because senses were lower to it. Because I've seen it in Soul Food. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like being forced to sprint a mile, and then a week later being asked to jog a mile. It's like, oh well, I sprinted a mile last week. I can jog a mile now. Mella, what were you gonna say? Oh, I, well, while the while the fire is still burning. I feel as though we uh, have talked about Carol Kane in the past few episodes. We love her. Do we? Is that where this is going? Perhaps in this movie, we do not. 
Do I, you like I don't. Do you like anything or anyone about this movie? Yes. But I don't anything think other than Claire. No, Claire's fine. She's whatever. But what I, before I say what I do like about it, I'll say what I don't like about Carol Kane is that it is just so strange for the sake of being strange. I feel like she is too grown to be acting like that. That's that's oh, the she ghost. She is a ghost. She is but a spirit. Not. I'm With looking at her. She has fucking. And a hail- she is a Glinda tree. coming down in a bubble. Mella, no, I will not accept that. Of course it's crazy. Dollar She's a tree, fucking ghost. Fairy wings. Yes. Let's talk about that. She is uh, acting so weird. Like, she's acting like a child. I feel so strange about you, it. Like, ugh, it's just can weird. You do me a favor. What? Just Google Ghost of Christmas Present. It's always like that. The Ghost of Christmas Present is always weird and flamboyant and celebratory. And the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come or the Ghost of Christmas Future is always essentially the Grim Reaper. Like, that's never changed. And the Ghost of Christmas Past is kind of grumpy. That's o- that's always what it is. We are not rewriting a Christmas Carol on this fucking episode. Okay, but my thing What is, did you like about it? What did I like about it? <laughs> what I did yeah. like about it is, which I think I just miss in movies in general, is like, um, what's the word? Rashawn, I just told practical you. Practical effects. Yes, practical effects. Like, all of the ghosts, whether I like the acting or not, <laughs> they were makeup and... Everything about it just seemed like theater to me. And I, I love that. So it's like the first ghost that he sees that he knows is a fucking rat coming out of its head. And he taps on his chest and white powder spews everywhere. I love that. It, And I think that's like a part of what you were talking about Christmas movies. Like we forgive a lot because of the whole feeling behind it. And I feel like that's like in Hocus Pocus, Billy, that whole mm. aspect of it. Like we love those things because... They don't feel real to the, real to us. Um, and I love that about this movie. Everything was just like big and heightened when it came to makeup and stuff. But to bring it back to Carol Kane, I don't think the casting choice in this was my favorite. Who, who You wouldn't have Bill Murray as Frank Cross. You wouldn't have Carol Kane. Who would you put in this movie? In- I feel like Carol Kane is just too old for that part that's the point i would have preferred not even a child but just somebody younger because she's acting like a kid and she's grown as fuck and i'm like yo she's a ghost she's a fucking ghost well then put a sheet on her because she's looking like (laughs) a motherfucker what (laughs) what oh i feel sick i feel ill i just like I'm genuinely concerned for our friendships right now. The only, the only joy that I am taking from this episode is a, it's a cyclical thing. Hearing how much you guys didn't like Scrooge is making me mad. But what makes me happy is knowing that I made you sit through it. So I made <laughs> you suffer. That's calming my nerves now. I mean, watching it, I honestly was like, I just... I thought I understood Josh, and I feel like I really, absolutely understand him now. And what I, the fuck I, does that mean? What does and that not, mean? Not, not, in, not because I didn't like it. This I movie's terrible. Like... All the acting is bad. The <laughs> casting is bad. I get Josh now. No, I just what? feel like if somebody were to be like, here's 10 movies. After you watch all of these 10 movies, you're going to understand Josh. And not even from like a cinephile standpoint. It was just like, you're going to pop in these few movies and then you're going to meet Josh. And I would be like, yeah, of course, I get it. That's all I mean. Not because I have qualms with this movie. Is it the cynicism? Yeah, it's the cynicism a little bit. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. What happened, Rashawn? Hmm? What happened? What? Where did you go? I'm here. Is that a cigarette you're smoking? <laughs> Is that a Newport? <laughs> I'm here. 
What 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 you thinking about? Nothing. Let Lacey sure? talk. Lacey's been making faces this whole time. <laughs> Let Lacey speak. I just I didn't expect so much. Like I just I didn't expect so much hate and negativity. Um, I didn't hate. I didn't I, say I hated I did, it. I you're doing the Josh right now where you told me to talk and now you're talking over. Well, don't say wrong things about what I said. That, see, don't. thank you, Rashawn. I I'm never said I, mean, I never said I hated no, it. No, Lacey, don't leave. <laughs> no. Lacey, I don't think you understand what Rashawn and I were saying. I don't say you're wrong. I'm saying why I interrupted Mello is because she was wrong. Oh. That's why I interrupted her. Yeah, and you kept interrupting me, and Rashawn interrupted me, so therefore I am also wrong. No, you're right. Well, no, she was wrong. wrong. I didn't hate it. <laughs> Because you all have very big opinions on this movie. And I, just like just like Josh, I grew up, this would come on at Christmas time. I don't know that we ever, like, sought it out. But if it was on or if we just wanted a Christmas movie on in the background, Scrooged would be one of the movies that was on in our household. And so I have that nostalgic... Like, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas carol. It's Bill Murray. It's a good time. And i that's still just kind of how I feel about it now. No, I don't think his performance is great in this. Yes, I still think it's a fun Christmas movie. And it's, I don't know. I just like, I feel, I think, I feel like I'm the middle of the road on this one. And I'm just, I just am very overwhelmed. When you watched it this time around, knowing that we were going to do this episode, did you think, yeah, Mel and Rashawn will get it, or is going to love this? So, were you talking to me or Lacey? Either, both. So I wanted to actually, before we play a game, I want to bridge. I want to carefully bridge a <laughs> dicey question. Okay. Everyone knows the popularity of Bill Murray. Yeah. Across the world, does Bill Murray? Is this anecdotal or can this be proven by numbers or or is this just a, a, a small sample size of our friend group? Does Bill Murray hold... You know where I'm going with this. Does Bill Murray hold... Do black folks like Bill Murray? White fo- do white folks <laughs> like Bill Murray that much more than folks of color? Bill Murray is for the whites. It, that's I guess that's my question is is Bill Murray for the whites or is Bill Murray for the whites exclusively? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say exclusively. Girl, we have to have a meeting first. Before oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> let's y'all <laughs> mute your your because I understand <laughs> when I say exclusively, I I I truly mean is there any a non-white appeal to Bill Murray at all? And I understand. The options are just very much or completely. I understand that you're not going to get anything other than those two. And as a white, it's okay if it's completely because you not liking Bill Murray will not make me like him any less. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And that and that's never my intention. And honestly, if I disrespected this movie, I do apologize because that wasn't my intention. It's too late. Answer the question. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to disrespect it. I'm just like... You didn't. Mela did a little. Let's continue. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with. Yeah. I <laughs> I did. I can't. Um, um, You're not gonna hurt my feelings. I told you. I have a no, Bill Murray I'm, book. I'm, I'm honestly thinking. Okay. About if I've ever had a conversation with another black person about Bill Murray, and other I, than me, other than. Just, you know, yeah, right now. Forced to have one because of a white person. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think so. I think we, as a, as a, as a collective, we, we hold on to Jim Carrey. That's, I mean, yeah. Obviously. You know, I'm trying to think of another example, but Bill well, Murray, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I know. said, when I was watching this movie, I feel like, I stopped and I was like, I feel like I know why I didn't watch this movie as a kid because it was never on. And I've seen a lot of 
Caucasian films. I mean, there's that's most the majority. That's most films. <laughs> most yeah, cinema, actually, yes. most cinema happens but to be. I feel bleached. as though you've watched this with your dad. You've watched this. Lacey's watched it with her family, and I don't think my dad would ever see this at Blockbuster or have it in the house and watch it. I don't think that's something that he would be like. This is funny. I think he'd be like, "Oh, this this shit is stupid," and turn it off. <laughs> That's the thing is there's a very sentimental feel to not not just Scrooge, but Bill Murray as a whole, because I was introduced to Bill Murray by my dad. Mm -hmm. And my dad is a huge Bill Murray fan. And like he introduced me to Caddyshack and Groundhog Day. And I love all those movies and I love Bill Murray. I probably love Bill Murray more as a person than an actor, if I'm being totally honest. Right. But it is there is something sentimental about Bill Murray and his form of comedy as a whole mm -hmm. and yeah. i'm well aware of that i'm gonna go back a little bit i burned some bridges in school of rock but i even me not getting quote unquote the whole jack black thing i get the jack black thing you can you can fathom i get it yeah and then school of rock cultivates the jack black thing so well that i do like that movie School Rock is just the essence of Jack Black. Yeah, yeah. and the in movie an and, and the movie like wraps around him like a warm blanket and just like lets him go. And I think like Lacey said, this being his first leading performance bleeds through the movie where he's kind of like, you know, like chipping away at things that work and don't work to find the Bill Murray of it. And I don't gel with that. I'll accept that. Uh, before we move on, does anyone want to say anything else? Oh, I was just going to say, that's why I think I like Bill Murray later, because I feel like he's accepted his full Bill Murray-ness, where it's like, he's just, he can be himself and possibly people write for him or that he fits right into his pocket where it's like, he is just in it versus this movie he didn't quite gel with. You have to because this is right around the time when he tried to get Razor's Edge made. It was this deal where he would make he made Ghostbusters on the promise that he could make Razor's Edge. Ever heard of it? Exactly. It's this like really heavy drama that he wanted to do and star in and bombed bad. Mm. So he's still I think you're exactly right, Mel. I think he's still in this weird nebulous of trying to be an actor, but also not being able to fully uh, shuck the Bill Murray off yeah. of himself, and I think it it does it affects it. I, I'm don't be surprised if 2021 Josh comes with Groundhog Day. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I want to see it. I feel like I must see it. So please bring it, Lacey. No, I just I have no real emotional attachment to this movie, but I never mind if it's on. Like it's it's something that I go to during the holidays, if it's available, if it's there. Again, I feel very middle of the road to these two very passionate <laughs> opinions on this movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Christmas movies as a whole, I think for lack of a better word, manipulate you. Mm -hmm. And they're built on like a lot of heavy extreme emotion. And I think just this one, I'm not up for for it but like i i can understand that and i think for me it's more the 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 principle or the the, the message as a whole and that's the <laughs> insert like winky twinkle in my eye um that's the total optimist in me of like wanting to believe that there is good in people yeah. Um, and that is what the story of A Christmas Carol highlights. And that's what I think this movie does a good job of highlighting is that this guy is reprehensible. At least even if we don't see the change, he wants to make a change. And I that is that's the sentimentality and the emotional core that I love to see. And that's what I like mm -hmm. to see in my Christmas movies. Yeah, I think I'm much more of like this movie is about one person being won over by the warmth and the Christmas spirit. And I'm very much a 
bigger fan of movies that are just about that Christmas warmth and spirit. Oh, okay. Mm. I can, yeah. I you know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. I do want to say we didn't really touch on Karen Allen as Claire. I think she's fantastic in this movie. Yeah. I, I think she's, a, so she's a great grounded. I also want to give a shout out to Alfred Woodard. Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A little peek behind the curtain, a little behind the scenes info for all of you listeners. It was down to Scrooged or my choice. I couldn't decide between Scrooge and a Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> and I knew with my whole fucking heart that Scrooge would get a much more varied reaction <laughs> than a Muppet Christmas Carol. And I was right. Let's play a game. <laughs> I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. guessing games. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. Riddle me that. All right. We're going to play a little uh, Ghosts of Christmas recast. <laughs> We're going to play a little recast. I, I assigned you guys a little bit of something before we started recording. Lot, lot of pressure, especially on Mela. For this recast because she had a lot to say about the Scrooge cast. So, Lacey, you are the ghost of recast's future. Mela, the ghost of recast present. And Rashawn, you are the ghost of recast past. I wanted you guys to recast, retell A Christmas Carol. I want one main character, one Scrooge figure, and one new concept. In the same way that Scrooge is a retelling in 1988 of a TV executive with Bill Murray, I want a new concept and a new star from your time period. Rashawn, you go first. You're in the past. Great. Christmas past. So my A Christmas Carol is set in the 60s. Nice. And my Scrooge is going to be in the form of Miss Diana Ross. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. So bomb. This A Christmas Carol is going to be set in Detroit. Okay. In an apartment complex that is overseen by the landlord, Diana Ross. And this is going to be a musical, a Motown musical. Yo, it sounds (laughs) so good. Sign me up, dude. (laughs) So with that being said, Barry Gordy is going to help produce this uh, adaptation and with that, we're going to get Gladys Knight. We're going to get Marvin Gaye. We're going to get the Four Tops, the Temptations. Oh, my God. And <laughs> can someone make this? Please. so good. Oh my it's stupid. God. Cast this as you will, who is all the four ghosts and um, Tiny Tim, what have you. Can probably be Jackson 5 era Michael Jackson. I think Marvin Gaye has got to be the friend that warns of the ghosts. Mm-hmm. The previous landlord who all the tenants yes. hated. Yes. And no, I mean, everyone, of course, in the apartment complex hates Diana Ross and she's always asking for the rent a few days early. She has no leeway. She doesn't fix anything. And so it's time for a Christmas miracle ripe for the opportunity of a completely new soundtrack. That's my Christmas Carol. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> so good. All right. Nella, you're up. Okay, so I have Ghost of Christmas Present, mm-hmm. and I chose Lucy Liu. Oh, dip? So she is head of publishing, which would book, so it would be something like Random House. Um, she's single, uptight, and only driven by her work. She hasn't sent, spent a single Christmas with her family in the past 10 years. She has her assistant send a Christmas card of her yearly photo shoot, and it's signed by a stamped signature, so she doesn't even sign her Christmas cards. Um, She has a niece who I guess essentially would be like a tiny Tim, who is loves Christmas, always wants to get in touch with Lucy, but Lucy hates kids. She hates Christmas. She's a grump. And her niece works at, this would be the Claire character, uh, let's call him Craig. Uh, it would be someone soft like Chris Pines or James Marsden, Similar. and he is like a granola, wins. a granola music teacher. Um, he's, <laughs> he's a he's barefoot a lot. He loves like the earth, 
He lives in a loft where he can paint. And he is actually the teacher of her niece. So that's how the movie kind of, you know, connects. And throughout this, not only do the, all of the ghosts, her niece is what warms her heart in the end. She falls in love with Craig. And it's a happy ending. That's good. I like it. Would her, would her publishing house... Where do they do kids books and it's the whole she does kids books but she hates kids yes exactly it's a big it's a big christmas book that she has to get out by the 25th and that's why they have to work on christmas eve because she doesn't get it unacceptable (laughs) lazy well i did not do my homework as well as these two um (laughs) off the dome all right the year is 2500 oh my god wait for real Okay, that's too far. The no. Year- no, that's insane. I was I was unprepared. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, we in the future future. <laughs> oh, I'm nervous. Okay. Scientists are actively working towards eternal youth Ooh. and living forever. They're yes. seconds away from a serum. And it the head scientist, Scrooge, is played by none other. Than Thomas Brody Sangster. <laughs> Wait, I'm so invested. So, is Thomas actually 500 years old, or is this in the future? And then the the movie is also set even further in the future. No, no, you're you're confusing me. The movie is set in 2500, but it's but it's filmed, filmed now. <laughs> filmed not now <laughs> when he's like in like 10 years, like when he's yeah, like he's like okay. 40. 40s and 50s. Okay. I love it. (laughs) So Thomas is the lead scientist. He's about to discover what it means to be young and beautiful and pompous forever. And he's visited by a bunch of ghosts and changes his mind. (laughs) I didn't realize full retelling i would just came up with a concept dude i want the serum honestly i mean (laughs) (laughs) stop it josh (laughs) i had the potential to win and i threw it away no rashawn won rashawn won without a doubt easily holy shit are you still laughing at me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, all right, Lacey, I'm going to give you the ghosts of recast future. So, like, pick a young actor now, however many years down the line. <laughs> she said 2500. <laughs> she could have just said 2030. She said 5,000. <laughs> I mean, technically, she it she still followed the. Yeah, you, you did it properly. It was Thomas Brody Sangster in twenty years, which is yeah, or ten. But it's also it's in the future, but it's also set in the That's future. What I meant. <laughs> That's what I I'm thought a, you meant. I'm a craft motherfucker. <laughs> this is that same energy of. What do kids make for Thanksgiving? Potatoes. <laughs> y'all let her be. God, y'all left me alone for the entire episode just to roast me in the last thirty seconds. Wrapping things up. <laughs> it seems that we've come to the conclusion that Lacey sucks at games. <laughs> no, Lacey does great on the test, but group projects. <laughs> It seems we've come to the conclusion that white people love Bill Murray. Mela doesn't really get the story of A Christmas Carol as a whole. <laughs> Neither does Rashawn. Oh and Lacey has a hard time following instructions. <laughs> we end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation. We're connecting this week's... Sorry. <laughs> Who can find the fastest connection between Carol Kane and 
star of next week's film, Denzel Washington. <gasps> Got it. <clears throat> what is it? Carol Kane was in Princess Bride with Robin Wright, who was in Wonder Woman with Chris Pine, who was in Unstoppable mm. with Denzel Washington. Good one. Nice. Hey. Very nice. Underrated movie, by mm -hmm. the way. Very much. That's a good film. That is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment rated us on iTunes. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Josh, Bella, Lacey, and Rashawn. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Happy holidays, everyone. Jingle bells, jingle yay, jingle good for you. Okay. She got it. We love a good redemption story. <laughs>